This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome, everybody. It's a post-game win edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. Joined by my partner, EP Ringside, Shap Shots, D-Magazine, NHL guru, Sean Shapiro. And it's one of those things, Sean, where just looking at the course of the game, as we just wrapped up, stars with a nice victory tonight, tie the game, tie the series at one. It's one of those things where I said, anything you can do, we can do better. Because I, I, I watching game one and then watching game two, Seattle. Hard forecheck tonight. Dallas, much harder forecheck. Much better in the physicality game, slowing Seattle down. And then, you know, we look at faster breakouts. So Seattle couldn't forecheck as much. These are my perceptions. And then, obviously, Dallas getting into the dirty areas, a place that Seattle had some success in game one. And uh, really just, you know, kind of controlled most of this game, got on the power play and while the power play you know was successful to a point i thought it created a lot of momentum you know in the seattle zone so when the power play was over you know we saw uh what happened and even dave hackstall referred to that that they gained a lot of momentum off the power play tonight did you see the same thing where it was almost like dallas i mean they played their game but obviously you know said to seattle you can play this game we think we're better at this game yeah, I, I think that's I think that's definitely a fair way to look at it. For me, one of the biggest things about this one was the stars. We talked about this coming out of we talked about this two nights ago. Um, we talked about the adjustment period for the rest of the stars defense, not named Miro Heishkinen. And it's actually ironic tonight because Miro was minus two tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Lindell. Yanni Hockenpah, um, Colin Miller, Thomas Harley, um, and not even Harley wasn't even bad last game, but all of the all of the defense looked better prepared for the Seattle forecheck. That was just a big thing right off the bat. Where where we talked about after game one, it seemed like there was just they went from the plotting Minnesota Wild to the fast skating Kraken, and the defense wasn't ready for it, and they were the defense adjusted right away and they were and that took away so much out of Seattle's offense so much of Seattle's offense is built on creating chaos and havoc and confusion for opposing defenses and the stars defense handled it very very well we saw more little uh 
D to D passes uh, with composure where they didn't panic and they didn't, they didn't let something, they didn't let nothing become something. Um, The only times, honestly, right? Like the only two times Seattle scored tonight came off of fluky things. One being human, human error where Colin Miller made a really bad change. And then the other one being equipment error where Miro Heishkinen had a stick break. I mean, it's just two, two fluky things. Um, so that was big. And then the other thing that the Stars did tonight, that they they won the faceoff battle statistically in game one, but they allowed Seattle to win some of the key faceoffs and their puck, their, they weren't so as crisp with the puck after they won some of their draws in game one. And tonight they used their faceoff advantage to... Uh, to the maximum right like uh it's it obviously set up the goal by sagan in in the third period but just the way it killed clock the way it controlled it controlled things um it's going to be something where we talk about face off in close games face-offs like that are are going to be a huge difference and so the stars got that and then on top of that on top of everything, it didn't have to be great. I mean, he made he made the really good blocker save in the, in the third period that will that'll definitely make some highlight reels. Yeah. But um, Jake Ottinger had a bounce back. Jake Ottinger, mm-hmm. we expect that from Ottinger now, and it's it's good. And then there's just so it's I think the stars adjusted, and just like I'm not over I wasn't overreacting to anything after game one. I mean, this is kind of I mean. I don't want to overly pat ourselves on the back, but this is kind of what we expected at a game too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I thought the stars did a nice job keeping the most of Seattle's offense to the outside um, oh, yeah. and gave Jake Ottinger yeah. some yeah. Uh, clean looks. So I thought that was yeah. nice. So strategy, can we get more people to live in the Pavelski house? <laughs> so the, uh, I was kind of laughing. I kind of feel bad, like, you know, because obviously and it's the right thing to do. So TNT yeah. tells the story of Wyatt Johnston, um, yeah. you know, living in Joe Pavelski's house. And then Johnston scores. He's the um, interview in between periods. And they ask him about that. And I just thought to myself, I wonder even at 19, if he's not frustrated at this point, like, man, I almost have to move out to to get these questions off of me because he has been asked that question so many times this year. But it is a wonderful story, and it's so cool that he is very outspoken about how much he's learned from Joe. And, I mean, great job by Jim Nill setting that up. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just it, it's the strategy's paid off, and both Johnston and Pavelski, once again, the stick control, the blade control, call it what you will, Sean, but this wasn't a tip. But to roof a goal that close in is just a, such a skill set. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and he—I mean—he was good tonight. He's been—he's been very good. We yeah. talked about him after Game One. 
Um, it is funny to like you mentioned the having that story told over and over again. And it, it's one of those things that like you're going to run into um, because as you only have the national TV option going forward, right? Yeah. You're going to, it's, it's, it's kind of one of the things where I get why it happens, but it's also one of the kind of the bummer things about not having local TV beyond the first round right. because there's nuance and there's stories that get lost in the broadcast because they're not serving the Dallas Stars audience. They're not serving the they're, they're not serving the Seattle Kraken audience. They're serving a national audience. So and and the fact that it it it, it rotates from TNT to, to ESPN and everything like that. I mean, they both are trying they both they both love the story of Wyatt Johnston living with Joe Pavelski. We're going to hear that story over and over again almost to like a frustratingly amount and it just it's it's not that it's a bad story it's just it's kind of one of the things that like it's kind of one of the bummers about not having local tv because there's nuance and there's things that you miss in the call in the biggest games of the year that you don't get on television because it's just the people from the national broadcast who are serving a different audience um and so that's why you listen to a show like this. Ha Okay. Good transition. <laughs> nice plug. Uh, good plug for the show, right? Yeah. If you, uh, and but it's, I agree. But to get back to Wyatt Johnson, I I thought, and I with for me, for Johnson, um, I went and saw him play a couple times in the OHL last year. He uh, played in Windsor and everything like that. And, and by nature of being the best player in the league and where he was, he didn't play that bumper role in the OHL. He he ran things from the half wall. He ran power plays from the half wall. And on at five on five, play ran through him and everything like that. So to and he's had he's had an entire season to get used to it. But the fact that he's shown such a proficiency in doing something um in that bumper role and kind of finding a fit there the way he has and the way he scored tonight. That's even more impressive considering it's not like they just plug and played this kid from where he'd been playing junior hockey in that spot. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, that that's even more impressive at Wyatt Johnston. And I mean, his game keep like, it's funny too. Like it was such a great, you want narratives, right? Like the fact that the Calder finalists come out and he's not among the finalists and Beneers is right. And, that it comes out and it's not going to change. I don't think it changes how Johnston plays. I don't think it changes how Beneers plays, but it is a great storyline of like, yeah. you see, you see, you, you, maybe everyone <laughs> else should have seen what else is happening here. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's a tough year. Uh, yeah. what it comes down to, because I was looking at the three candidates and, and ultimately I would love to see Wyatt Johnston on that list. And I think there's an amazing argument for him to be on that list, but who do you kick off? I mean, Owen power, and that's a yeah, pretty I mean, good season for that kid up in Buffalo. So, you know, it's uh, it's just one of those things that I think he's going to prove on the ice that, you know, he's well-deserving, not just of that award, but uh, hopefully some future awards, including, uh, you know, raising a cup over his head. One of the things that I'm so fascinated by, Sean, at 19 years old, if you look at that goal in which he hit the tip and then got the rebounds, he was further out from the net. And while the puck was being cycled on the power play, he found space in between the defensemen. 
And that allowed him to get that clean tip and then the follow through and really didn't have any contact. And that's one of the fascinating things I found about Wyatt Johnston as a 19 year old kid coming into this league. He really, he's not a, he, you know, I mean, he plays well for his size, but he's not an overly big player, but he also doesn't get hit a lot. He finds a way to find open spaces and kind of avoids big hits. He runs really good routes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one, a great that's comparison. What, yes, that's that. That's what Wyatt Johnson does. He runs really good routes all over the ice. You look at, um, having watched the watch the goals, his goal from tonight on the power it was, it was technically a five on five goal because the power the power play expired. But um, just the if you look at the route he takes and. That's all about awareness and space. And it's something that applies to every level of his game. It's And it's frankly the reason he can play in the NHL as a 19-year-old, because those are the things that you try to teach a guy. Those are the, like, the, the routes you take, the paths you take, the space you take when you don't have the puck. Those are the things that you're often trying to instill into a rookie in their you're trying to instill into a rookie and then you're still, you're thinking like, okay, by year two, three, he's going to get this down. He's already got that down as a 19 year old. He has in a similar ways where Miro Heshkinen's like defensive ability was like one of those things at 19 where you're like, holy cow, we're not supposed to see this out of a 19 year old. That's the, that's how that's Johnston's awareness and, and how he takes it, takes his pass without the puck. And it's the goal is a great example, but there's, so many little things he does where he's in the right spot, he's in the right place. And it's because if you, if you ever like want to really have a good, if you want to pick like next time someone's going to a game or you want to pick on your TV, I know it's easier if you go to a game, but if you want to pick a player to ISO on a why Johnson's a great one, because you can just kind of look at and try to get a feel for how he's going, even, even on the plays, like, because I've done this myself with Johnson a couple times, and I watched him play when I when watched him play. Even when on plays where the puck doesn't go to him, he's still always running the right route, and it's an incredibly impressive thing for a 19 year old. And it's 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 the reason that he's going to be like he scored the 20 something goals this year, right? He's maybe a 30 goal scorer next year because of it. So elephant in the room because it's going to be brought up. Tomorrow by everyone, Jason Robertson. (laughs) And uh, my perception is this. uh, I don't, even if there was an injury, we probably wouldn't know. But I will say, and Jason Robertson's not the fastest skater on the ice, but he does or did appear to me at times a little bit slow. Um, I didn't see him as aggressive in the corners, and I didn't see him going after the puck as much as I'd like. Um, maybe he's tight with the stick, wanting to score to help his teammates. I wanted to get your thoughts on Jason Robertson because I'm sure the noise will continue to get louder as this series, you know, moves along. Yeah, he needs to be better. I mean, it's he needs to be better. Um, the thing that is more concerning for me, like I'm okay if a goal scorer is in a slump and they're not putting the puck in the net. That's that's fine. I mean, not that it's fine, but it's that's not my issue because 
my bigger concern about Jason Robertson is the there's more circumstances of him not handling a pass well and the play goes offside. There's times where he's coming down the wing and he's getting angled off on the play instead of making the simple pass to keep it going like he normally would. And so all the little simple things that Robertson normally does that you forget that he does so effectively. Um, and then, and then you remember he's there cause he strikes the fact that he's not doing those little simple things effectively. And the fact you're noticing him in other areas, that's more of my concern. That's where my concern is because that, that tells me that things are weighing on him or he's not playing his game. So if you're, if it, it's, it, it really is, it's a Jason Robertson problem. And as silly as this sounds, it's a problem Jason Robertson has to fix because I yeah. don't, I don't like, I know you want to get, I wouldn't be opposed to putting Pavelski back with Robertson and Henson sees what happened to see what happens, everything like that. But I'm going to keep echoing this. Like Jason Robertson has to figure this out himself because this is, this is a space where other players are figuring it out. Wyatt Johnston's figuring it out. I mean, it's the stars need more from Jason Robertson. And I don't, I don't think it's the, I honestly don't think it's, oh, the the playoffs are more physical. It gets hard. He's like, I, I think it's just, I think it's, a, I don't know the, I can't really diagnose exactly what's wrong, but it's, it's a space where like someone needs to, and Robertson's the person who needs to do it himself. He needs to just basically seize the moment and realize what's happening. Yeah. And I, I hate being the old like curmudgeony, like, oh, this like and yeah but sometimes it's true sometimes it is true sometimes a player is is who they are and they have to act like it and he's not acting like it 